0: All right, guys, up next we have with us Ty Jordan, uh, super heavyweight, I assume, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. Now, so Ty, I haven't known a lot about your career here yet, so this will give me an opportunity, just as everyone else who's watching us, uh, to, to get to know you too, so I'm really excited for this. Um, let's start out, uh, you know, just give me some, some basics. What, what are you weighing right now? How tall are you? And what's your competitive history uh, as far as national-level shows go?
1: Yeah, so right now, uh, at the end of the low day stretch uh, that Boston has me on, I come down to about 245, 246. Uh, After he fills me out, I come up to about 254, 255. Okay. Uh, You know, I've talked to him. Weight's not really important to us. It's really all about the look that we bring. Uh, But we feel like we're going to be on stage at the low 240s. Um, You know, I realize I'm a taller guy, but, you know, when you have shape and you have lines, you don't necessarily have to be as heavy as everybody else, so... Um, I think we have that in our corner. Okay. Uh, competition history goes. Um, I started competing in the NPC in 2016. Uh, my first foray into bodybuilding was actually 2013. Um, I did a natural show. Just wanted to see if bodybuilding was for me. Um, you know, I figured if I could get through the process doing it naturally, uh, you know, be pretty easy to do it the rest of the way the way uh, you know we do it here in the big leagues. Um, but before uh, bodybuilding. Uh, i just want to make sure a lot of people know i have a, a background in another sport that i was actually pretty successful in so um before bodybuilding i was a competitive strongman so oh no kidding you betcha so uh back at that time there was a uh, one sole governing body that uh ran strongman here in the saints it was north american strongman yeah
0: and, uh in 2009
1: i actually won the 2009 teenage headweight national championship so huh. uh, i kind of came with the cool moniker of america's strongest teen uh anybody that saw the uh the Ketony real life uh strung uh documentary that mtv did like way back in the early 2000s uh that was kind of a big inspiration for me i saw that and i said i, I want to do that so uh i tried in 2008 uh kind of a fish out of water uh had only done a couple of shows didn't really know what i was doing uh went up to chicago and placed eighth out of 16. uh had a really embarrassing story with that on the final event uh, it was an atlas Stone load, and i actually I sharded. So I <laughs> go, uh, sore loser with uh, little shit in my pants. And uh, I was real hungry. So I came back in 2009. The show was in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Yeah. Uh, I won that championship pretty much as outright as I could. Uh, there were six events. I won five. Uh, I took second in one event I didn't win. Uh, it was a hell of an experience. Uh, got a chance to meet one of my idols there, Derek Poundstone.
0: Oh, who, nice. Uh, yeah, he's cool.
1: Um, and uh, it's kind of interesting that I find myself uh, preparing for the uh, the pro qualifier here, North Americans, in a few weeks. Because, you know, about 10, 11 years ago, I found myself doing the same thing as a teenager. Um, I went on from the uh, teenage national championship and went on to the men's nationals. And similar to bodybuilding, you know, you've got to take first place to get that pro card. So, yeah, uh, I took fifth in my first outing, and after a couple events, I actually was in first place. So. Uh, I was on track to be an ASC uh, professional strongman. Unfortunately, the injury bug hit, hit me pretty hard over the next subsequent years. And I took a couple of extra stabs at the Nationals and found my place in just dropping back a little bit further and further and just felt like I wasn't able to put uh, the time in to making the progressions and strength that other guys were making just due to the injury bug. So. Uh, kind of made a lateral move of bodybuilding and it suited me pretty well at this point.
0: All right. Well, I got you. So you brought it up. I got to have some fun with this now. Right, man. How many oh. pounds? Uh, let, let me ask you this. Wait, how how do I word this? Um, how many pounds does an Atlas Stone have to be in order for Ty Jordan to shit his pants? Uh,
1: embarrassingly, this one was only 330. Uh, it's pretty I, big. I, right. Atlas Stones as heavy as 425, but. Like I mentioned, I think it was just like my first or second show. I'd only messed around with the implements maybe three or four times. So I kind of went up there with a lot of, you know, bravado, just thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be a piece of cake, just a bunch <laughs> of teenagers. And, uh, you know, I was very, very humbled very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple guys that I competed with there that, you know, have gone on to do some really, really special things and uh, powerlifting, strong men and the like. So uh, there was some great guys that I competed with back then.
0: All right. Right on, man. Right on. So, uh, you know, back to bodybuilding then. Um, did you say did you say Boston? Are you working with Boston Lloyd?
1: With Boston Lloyd. Oh, so, no uh, kidding. Right on. So Boston and I hooked up uh, last year after Junior USAs. And uh, interestingly, my coach prior to that was uh, your last interview subject, uh, Nate Spear. Oh, right on. Nate was a great friend of mine, still is to this day, and uh, was a great coach for me. And, you know, very appreciative for everything Nate did for me and you know my physique made a lot of progress under Nate's guidance uh but ultimately we just weren't able to really bring it in right and really get the physique to click when it mattered the most and you know i think nate will also back me up in saying that the effort was there and the work was there on both of our parts but we just weren't able to dial up the right formula to really bring out you know the highlights of my physique and you know we always found ourselves doing two hours of cardio and zero carbs and you know the look just never came together right I never got the fat off of all the tough spots like the glutes even though you know if you look at my photos my hamstrings always peeled like six weeks out so um you know it wasn't for a lack of effort i just think we needed a different approach and you know after a, a couple of runs in 2019 uh you know nate and i collectively just decided you know it's time for me to do something different and you know it's a tough thing in this industry trying to decide who you're going to work with as a coach you know yeah you can kind of go one route that i've gone a couple of times with people that aren't necessarily coaches or individuals that are less experienced that maybe have, you know, more time and dedication to offer you, but none of the expertise that really matters, you know, in those crucial final two to three weeks. And then, you know, I've also been on the wrong end of hiring a really big name coach and just, unfortunately, just not getting any service that I paid for. Um, I worked with Milo Sarstead in 2018 and uh, that was an unfortunate experience for me in that, you know, I kicked in a year's worth of finances and I got a program sent to me that was basically 16 weeks outright. And he didn't really offer a whole lot of troubleshooting or, uh, revisions or really show a lot of interest in analyzing my physique along the way. So,
0: all right. Well, I don't want to turn this into like, who's a good coach. Who's not a good coach. Uh, cause I, you know, I don't want to, you know, go down that route. So let's just focus on where you're at today. Uh I got to tell you man, I'm looking at your pictures. Hamstring drop is ridiculous. Um have legs always been a strong body part for you.
1: Sorry, one second.
0: Can you still hear me? Sure, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Uh yeah, you bet man. Legs have always been And hey, you know, I want to apologize about that. I just want to make sure everybody understood my, you know, history with different coaches and how I got to where I am now. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, you bet. Legs have always been a dominant body part for me. Uh, you know, I joke with a lot of people that my legs kind of grow just from looking at the squat rack. But, you know, a lot of that does have to do with my experience in strongman. Um, and huh. biomechanically, I'm just kind of dispositioned towards pulling weight. So, uh, you know, by the time I was 19 years old, I was already deadlifting 700 pounds. And, you no know, kidding. with 700 pounds, pretty strong hamstrings, erectors, slow back and stuff. So uh, kind of got a head start there
0: okay right on man yeah uh so i take it strength was something it, were you always like strong since you were a kid i take it because usually here's what i found is you know people that are good at sports gravitate towards doing sports people who tend to be strong it's usually guys like that it's usually not like the weakest guy out of the high school that decides they're going to become a strong man at least you know at least <laughs> not in my experience
1: Well, I mean, I guess it's like a little bit of both for me. So, like I said, uh, I found I was very good at pulling weight from a young age. Uh, You know, I pulled 500 by the time I was like 15. Uh, You know, pulled the 700 by the time I was 19. Yeah. Uh, Everything else, to be totally honest, I'm pretty pedestrian at and I really just had to work at it. And I kind of found strength athletics as kind of a backhanded way. Yeah. Uh, I love bodybuilding from a very young age. You know, I still remember... Uh, you know, my mom was a single mother and she took my sister and I everywhere, you know, on the weekends for errands. And, you know, I always found myself at the magazine staying on the floor just flipping through, you know, muscle development, flex, uh, you know, the, just all the muscle mags. And I wanted to do it from a really young age, but I remember I came across an article on bodybuilding.com, I think when I was like 14 years old, it basically said what good bodybuilding genetics were. And after reading it, I was like, shit, I don't really have any of that. You know, because you don't really know what your muscular shape is when you're 14 or 15, but I did know that structurally I didn't have super wide clavicles. It was pretty easy to tell that I didn't have the narrowest tips. And the article kind of said, well, hey, you know, there's an outlet for you guys. You know, you can do strength sports. So uh, pretty much read that article and jumped right into strength athletics for the next five years.
0: Okay, right on, man.
1: wasn't until um, at the end of the strength athletics run when kind of a lot of the guys in the sport were calling me the, uh, the pretty guy for, uh, you know, having some natural shape that kind of developed over the years of lifting, you know, some round shoulders some good arms, uh, you know, some decent abs and stuff that most of the other competitors weren't really sporting. And that kind of made me think like maybe there's something there for bodybuilding that I kind of missed a few years back.
0: Right on, man. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So, um, you know, overall, what is, uh, what is Boston Haver nutrition looking like right now?
1: You know, interestingly, we haven't really tweaked the nutrition in several, several weeks. So, um, you know, we originally set out this year to uh, come after to junior uh, nationals in Chicago. And assuming we had a good result there, we wanted to look at one of the pro qualifiers. Obviously, junior nationals and a lot of subsequent shows went out the window with COVID. Yeah. Uh, We've gotten in shape pretty much, I mean, not in shape, shape, but, you know, within striking distance by May. Okay. And then it kind of slowed down. So we really kind of put my nutrition on hold you know, snuck a couple extra high days in there, cheat day every Sunday, cheat meal I should say. Uh, but right now we're on a, a cycle of four low days, um, two zero carb days, and then just one high day. Okay. Yeah, typically carbs around 85, 90 grams. Uh, fats are relatively high. Uh, and about four of the meals, you know, I get about 20 grams of fat, so that holds me pretty well. Um, and then on the high day, uh, we just recently brought the number up to about 500 grams of carbs, but uh, you know, I was doing just fine when it was at 350, and you know, I hear some of these numbers that some of these guys are eating, and it sounds really cool. But you know, at the same time, uh, I feel like it might even be like a blessing for me in that I don't need to feed the tank like every two hours potentially, or like my look disappears. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously with body parts that have come on a little bit later in the process, like my pecs and my back, those have the, uh, the tendency to flatten out a little bit. But you know, my shoulders, my arms, my legs. Those don't really go anywhere, and it doesn't take a lot of food to really bring everything to life. So I think it's a good thing.
0: Right on. And, and where were you uh, weight wise in the offseason?
1: Uh, we really pushed it, man. You know, we got after it right after Junior Nationals, or I'm sorry, Junior USA's last May. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we pushed it all the way up to, I believe, 297 was my peak morning weight. Okay. I did see three bills a couple of nights, so I was pretty proud of that. I would have loved to hit the official 300 in the morning, but, you know, when it was time to start the diet, it was time to start the diet, but, uh, you know, if you scroll back through my pictures, and I can even send you a couple, too, when I hit that weight, it wasn't a terrible look. Um, I hold fat pretty proportionately, so I don't, like, just blow out, like, one particular area. Yeah, I
0: feel like, in a way, that's kind of a, that's a genetic thing in itself, how you hold body fat. The guys that... You know have the best time with dieting are the ones that that hold it you know more or less evenly and you said you're you're a taller guy right how tall are you six foot flat six foot even okay right on right on um you know overall it sounds like you know you've you've had a a pretty pretty good diet here like it like it, it like it's been pretty successful so far you haven't had to like really struggle too much carbs aren't crazy high but carbs aren't super low either um what, you know, what's what's been uh, the, the hard part of this for you? like what what makes this a ch- what's been the challenges for you here with this?
1: I would say up to this point, we haven't run into too many challenges, and ultimately, that's why I am so confident headed mm-hmm. into the uh, final stretch of North Americans. Um, I realize I'm not in contest ready condition, but I can say that in past experiences, it took a hell of a lot more in terms of both suffering with the diet, the cardio, and the supplementation the implementation to get to this point. Yeah. And ultimately feel like my look would typically fall apart once we try to push beyond that. And that's why I have failed to bring my full potential to the stage. Uh, but, you know, we got here doing almost no cardio. Okay. No just a drop of thyroid, you know, just to keep everything running smooth, no real fat burners or stims. And you know, everything just got started about a week ago at, you know, just a snail's pace. So okay. we got we left in the tool shed and, you know, I trust Boston fully to implement it right when we need to. And, you know, again, I'm a bigger guy. So, you know, we're trying to land the jet properly. You know, we're not trying to show off on Instagram, you know, and be ready six weeks out. That's not a strategy for a six-foot bodybuilder to succeed. So,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's that's where we are right now, just to be clear with everyone, is about six weeks now. So I believe this will be coming out the following week. Um, how did you deal with, uh, you know, all the shutdowns in the COVID and all that stuff earlier in the year?
1: You know, honestly, for my fiance and I, uh, it really was a blessing for us. Uh, my fiance, Ariana Garcia, Uh, She's actually six weeks out of Junior USA's. She's uh, placed top five in a couple of pro qualifiers in the bikini class. So, uh, you know, we're both on track to try to get the pro cards this year. And again, this has been a huge blessing for us. Uh, Kansas City, surprisingly, is a pretty good bodybuilding scene. There's three or four really good bodybuilding gyms in town. Nice. Luckily, uh, you know, being close with a couple of people here in the local scene, I was able to get into a gym. You know like a lot of other dedicated competitors across the country and you know i was able to continue to train with top-notch equipment uh, at the right time of day to my liking, pretty much without a hitch so uh, and again with a lot of the shows being put off during that time i think my physique was actually really able to make a lot of progress in that my weight didn't really change a whole lot but the look really really morphed and you know we were almost able to treat it kind of like a mini off season so to be able to do that in a lean state, I think it set me up to, again, really come into this show thriving.
0: That's cool. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about Kansas City in, in, in the bodybuilding there. I mean, obviously, you aren't seeing as many people as you maybe would have on a normal year, but but um, who's out there? Like, what what bodybuilders would we know that are in the area?
1: See, it's kind of a, a big little city. You know, it's booming. Uh, there's a lot of growth and development. You know, obviously we've got a couple of world championships between the uh, the Royals and the Chiefs in the last few years, but it's also a little city in that everybody kind of knows everybody, Man. and I feel like kind of that way in the bodybuilding scene. Uh, but luckily for me, you know, I mentioned there's a couple of gyms that uh, kind of cater to the bodybuilders. Uh, Jason May, I want to highlight this individual, a good friend of mine, actually runs a gym uh, called Flex Gym in the North Kansas City area. Uh, Jason actually took top five at nationals in the super heavyweight class uh, in Miami. And a hell of a competitor and a great guy, and he's got an awesome gym, uh, fully loaded with arsenal strength equipment. So that's kind of my home base right now. Uh, then another top competitor. I think he's taken uh, top five at a nationals in the lightweight class sometime within the last three or four years. His name is Matt Carstetter. He also has a gym in town. It's called The Foundation, uh, and that caters to bodybuilders as well. Uh, and then the third gym that I train out of, you know. Uh, I like to utilize all the gyms that I can and, you know, kind of pick the right gym for the right body part. Uh, Olympic Gym Kansas City, Uh, that's been kind of the mainstay in the uh, Kansas City area for about 15 or 20 years. It's had several different names, but it's always been there. It's always been a hardcore place, and uh, I feel feel really blessed to have uh, the trio gyms to train
0: out of. Right on. Well, I guess what I mean, too, is like, you know, you mentioned a couple of the the, uh, national-level competitors in the area. Are there any pros that are that you, you see from time to time? Anybody around that area that, uh, that you're so, the big-name uh, athletes?
1: You've got Thomas Linehan. He's uh, a 212 pro. Uh, you know, Thomas has kind of been, uh, I think, focusing on his personal life. I uh, think he just had a child. Right on. Uh, he's working on business and development there. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope I'm not missing anybody. I You know, I, I think there's a couple of men's physique pros here. I don't want to get into all that. But yeah, I don't think there's any... Open class or two twelve besides Thomas Lennon.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. The reason I ask is because uh, I've just been just trying to feel everybody out to kind of see you know what 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 the situation is like, the vibe is around them. You know, the pros that they run into at the gyms. So I yeah. I, even I'm if they,
1: I'm someone who feeds off of being around people that are better than me, and it's yeah. been kind of a down being at some gyms and you know constantly running into people that are impressed by things that you know I've been doing for for years you know it's not the right environment for me so uh it was actually when i made the switch over to jason may's gym flex gym yeah. where uh, you know my physique really started to change because you know even when jason's not working out in there you know he placed fifth i believe fourth or fifth at north americans last year in the heavyweight class and then he jumped into the supers in miami and he took fifth there and it was huge so uh and he's got photos on the wall from both of those shows so Uh, Even if he's not training, you know, that really keeps me honest, you know, because obviously I'm coming for the same thing.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it's pretty humbling being here, you know, on this podcast, talking about what I'm going to do at a show where I'm honestly not even the best bodybuilder in my gym right now. But, uh, you know, Jason, I have a lot of mutual respect for each other. We train together sometimes and, uh, you know, it's a good environment for me. Right
0: on. Right on. Um, do, Do you have any training partners, anybody you work out with or you train on your own?
1: You know my fiance and I uh, we're in the gym together every day uh, I'm lucky to have her uh, you know she trains just as hard as anybody I know um, and you know, we're able to uh, grab content for each other and you know promote each other pretty well but aside from her just kind of being there and, you know watching her put in that work uh, you know it's really just me and you know I do pretty well on my own uh, intrinsic motivations has never been something that's hard to come by for me uh, you know I certainly would appreciate uh, having that good training partner for some of those sports reps and things like that because I am a big fan of, you know, progressive overload and intensity principles and you know, I'm probably leaving a little bit on the table by not having that person there but uh, you know, I'm also a creature habit I like to train when I like to train I like to do things the way I like to do things and you know I find the older I get, you know, the more particular I am about what works for me and yeah, you know, I don't really want to try to like force someone to do something that maybe isn't the right course of action for them either. You
0: know, right on, man, right on. So, uh, you know, we're coming into the show six weeks out at this point. What would be a a, a successful showing for you? What are what are you thinking? I mean, obviously, you know, everybody who's competing wants to win, you know, but to to be realistic, though, like what we we can't control that. We don't know what the judges are going to go for and we can't control who's going to show up. So to you, how could you you know walk away from this knowing like, okay. I know that it, this was this was a you know a good showing. I know I'm on the right track.
1: Yeah, you know, I realized coming into the show I'm a relative to nobody. I haven't been on the big stage before and you know, that can be a lot to overcome so to speak, but you know, I also feel like my physique is going to speak volumes for itself and you know, I absolutely think first call out is what we're coming for. Right on. Uh, You know, I think I stacked up very well to these guys. Um, again, you know, I might not be the heaviest guy on stage for my height, but uh, you know, when you have some shape and some roundness and you have some lines, I think that goes a long way. And so, yeah, we're absolutely coming for a top call out. And, you know, with that, we'll take the feedback that we get and, you know, we'll make a decision on whether one of the next two that come up is a good decision for us. You know, you know, I got a ton of respect for the guys uh, that are having their names thrown around as, you know, potential to win the show. Uh, but I'm also not coming to Pittsburgh to just shake hands and take <laughs> pictures. You know, right on. Them. I didn't stand with them. And go shop for shop.
0: Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. It will be exciting uh, to see how you stack up. What What do you do for work?
1: Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I'm in the middle of being uh, unfortunately laid off with the COVID. But uh, up okay. until that, moment, uh, I was working uh, as an overnight manager of a boutique hotel here in the downtown Kansas City area. So okay. really awesome job that uh, kind of really lined up pretty well with my bodybuilding. In that you know I'm able to. Uh, train during the day get a little bit of sleep during the day and my meals work just fine doing them throughout the night uh, obviously a hotel is pretty sleepy during the wee hour so pretty much just left myself to uh catch up on all the good uh, good podcasts out there you know dusty and Braun, drugs and stuff you know i love all your guys and shows so that's pretty much what i did on the job is just catch podcasts uh, soak up information uh you know i also personal train and work with a couple clients so uh you know that's a good time for me to get some programming done Uh, But right now, just doing a little bit of personal training. Uh, Luckily for me, I live in a really nice loft space that has a gym in the basement. Nice. Uh, So I train people rent free down there. Uh, You know, they don't have to have a membership. I don't have to pay any fees to anybody. So uh, it's very profitable for me. And, you know, I live in a pretty nice part of town where clientele pays pretty well. So That's perfect.
0: That's perfect. Hey, if you wanted to, you know, promote anything you're doing with your, your local training and stuff, how would people find you?
1: Yeah, best way to reach me is always going to be through Instagram. Uh, ty underscore Jordan underscore bodybuilding. Uh, always the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, and I'll definitely uh, respond to any messages that I do get.
0: Right on. Right on. Well, guys, we have uh, Ty Jordan here, super heavyweight, coming in to North Americans, and we're six weeks out. Thanks a lot, Ty. Appreciate your time, brother.
1: I appreciate you, man.